You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Jesus, you are the center of the Good morning, dog. How are you doing this morning? Very fine, thank you. And how are you? I'm well, I'm well. I've been battling a cold, but thank God His grace is sufficient. Oh, great. That, that grace is always made perfect in our weakness. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah, please say a word of prayer. Let's begin. Dear Father, we thank you very much for this beautiful morning. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for the rain. Thank we you. thank you for the privilege of gazing into the perfect law of liberty. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as we study together, looking at some questions concerning the faith, we pray that you will breathe upon us. Amen. I pray for my brother Femi that your strength will be his strength, your capacity will be his capacity, Amen. that your strength will be made perfect in his witness. Amen. Lord, that together we shall all be blessed today, Amen. and all the glory will return to you. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Wow, so this topic uh, is one that all of us can relate with because as long as we remain on this side of eternity, we'll face temptation, trials, and testing. So how should a Christian, how should a Christian face this? In the midst of temptation, trials, and testing, what should be the Christian's motto, so to say? Mm, Indeed. I thank you very much for laying out the whole situation in that very practical manner. Is it something we can ever shy away from? Mm -hmm. Or a challenge that we can never avoid? No, not at all. The Lord Jesus told us in the book of John chapter 16, Mm. in verse 33, I think, says in the world, you will have tribulation. Yes. But be of good cheer, good cheer, for I've overcome the world. And when we look at the history of the saints that have gone on ahead of us, mm-hmm. we see that their lives were, were challenged in much the same way. Uh, they became victors by reason of warfare. Yes. Mm. They became champions through the battles that they fought. Mm. So in the end, it seems that it is part of the entire bargain from the time that man fell in the Garden of Eden. Again, for me, mm-hmm. I'm persuaded to always return to the beginning of the beginning mm-hmm. uh, when man uh, had his first mistake. Mm-hmm. And after that mistake, uh, an allowance was made for the adversary, the enemy of our souls, Satanas. Mm. They accuse our brethren, brethren to challenge us on, on multiple levels. But as we come into Jesus, we realize that in the newness of life, we have what it takes to resist the devil mm-hmm. and we set him in flight. So we give God all the glory Hallelujah. and we give him all the praise. Hallelujah. Who causes us always? To triumph, triumph amen. in all amen. our tribulations. Mm-hmm. You know, in Exodus chapter 15, when the children of Israel had passed through the Red Sea on dry ground, mm. they came up with a beautiful song of victory. 
Exodus 15, verse 1. Exactly. It says, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed, he has triumphed gloriously. Hallelujah. The horse and its rider has been thrown into, he the, has sea. Thrown into the sea. Amen. In verse 2, they said that the Lord is a man of war. Mm. The Lord is his name. Oh, yes. So we, we, we must understand that trials, testings, mm -hmm. and temptations are critical components of the human life. And I will add, uh, attempt, by the grace of God, to give us a Christian perspective on each of these. Great. So that as we study together, we are able to see what it is we must do under each particular set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. I, I will start by taking a few cardinal scriptures that will orientate us properly. Okay. The first is James chapter 1, James 1, verses 2 and 3. The Bible says, My brethren, count it all joy, it all joy. when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, hmm. but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Wanting nothing. Quickly we see from that scripture that that temptation or those temptations have a secondary aim. Exactly. Which is to generate in us a fruit of the Spirit mm -hmm. called patience. And that when patience is engaged, it works in us a tendency to be perfect, yes. to be well-rounded, to be mature, to be constructed impressively, so that indeed we may be the testimony that the Lord has in mind for us to be. In James chapter 1, yes. verses 12 through 15, the Bible says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. When he strives, he shall receive the crown of life. Mm -hmm. Which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted. tempted of God. I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Mm -hmm. Neither tempted he any man. Mm -hmm. But every man is tempted. When he is drawn away of his own lust. And enticed. Then when lust hath conceived. It bringeth forth sin. And then when it is finished, bring it forth death. Mm. We see within the context of this scripture that there is a form of testing, a form of temptation, which has a secondary aim of getting you to sin. So there is a form of testing which when it is fully consummated, leads you to become a man or woman engaging in sinful things. The first one that we saw in James 1, 2 to 3 had the secondary aim of making you more godly, making you produce the fruit of the Spirit. Now, by the time we come to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, yes. verses 12 through 14, the Bible says, Whereof, Wherefore, let him that thinketh his standeth, Take heed. Take heed lest he fall. Yes. 
they had no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it, that you may be able to bear it. Mm. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Mm. I, I need to quickly indicate that the greatest form of idolatry is man worshipping himself, exactly. falling Eden. We saw that the central idol in the picture of man's desire was man himself wanting to become a god unto himself. So when the Bible says flee from idolatry, it's saying that at the base of idolatry or temptation to sin is man's own desire to please himself, Mm. to dedicate himself to himself, to worship himself, to grovel at the feet of his own desires. And that is something that we must bear in mind. So that when we are tested, and we see that at the base of that temptation is a desire to please ourselves, mm-hmm. we then don't begin to accuse the devil of assaulting us. But we must look inwards and see that this is a civil war. Exactly. We are in the combatants reside very much within us. Yes. And the answer to that is slightly different from when you think that the tempter is the aggressor. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's an internal aggressor in that particular scenario oh, yes. when you engage in the worship of self. So the final scripture that I will read is Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we are peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, Mm. because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So we see that The question that seems to agitate the minds of believers is this. What is God's part in our temptation, trial, or testing? Exactly. Does God orchestrate it? Or does he merely permit it? Or does he allow it? Is the devil able to tempt us without divine allowance or permission? Mm. Knowing full well that God created the devil and he has no power of his own. So what is the place of God in all of this? And what is the distinctive uh, feature of each type of testing? Mm. Now, why I put that, those questions that way mm. is that when you go into the root words that describe testing, trial, and temptation, you find out that they are very similar, whether in the Hebrew or in the Greek. True, that's true. So it's it, it better to look at them as sort of uh, representing the same phenomenon exactly but having different origins exactly so we see that when they appear to us you are not too sure whether this is temptation or trial or, trial, or testing, or testing. Mm. 
Uh, for example, in the Hebrew, the word for tent is NASA is to attempt you, mm. to assay you, to prove you, to test you, to try you, or to tempt you. So I'm going to bring the, the, the word out, which is attempt. Mm. It's like an enemy trying to aggress or attempt you to destroy now, the, the Greek word for tempt means to test objectively, objectively. to scrutinize, to entice, to discipline, to examine. So there is a form of testing that is like a planned examination. Mm-hmm. And when God is actively involved, and his intention is that you will pass the exam and get promoted. And then there is another Greek word for the sign of our faith, which is dokimion, which is the sign of your faith mm. for the intention of proving your trustworthiness. So there are three types here. One is one in which the enemy wants to attempt your life, to see how weak you are, and to compromise you. Mm-hmm. That is what we call temptation. Exactly. Then there is the examination that God allows you to go through with the intention of trying to help you to pass so that you be promoted spiritually. Mm-hmm. And then there is a trial of the faith. That's why we call testing. Then the trial of your faith, which is called trial, is intended to prove your trustworthiness and to strengthen you, to bring you into the cascade of patience, of learning experience, mm-hmm. of generating hope, so that in life you will never be put to shame. So let's quickly look at some examples. In Genesis 22, verse 1, we see Abraham, the father of faith. Mm tempted by God in the matter of Isaac. Yes. Now, this is one cardinal view of God's rule and objective in having us tempted, tried or tested. In the case of Abraham, it is clear that God wanted to prove him, to assess his commitment to him, God. Was Abraham now living for Isaac Mm. or living for God? In God's own wisdom, he asked Abraham to count Isaac as dead. Abraham passed the test. And then Isaac entered into his destiny. Mm. For as long as Abraham loved Isaac more than God, Isaac would have remained a mere son. Exactly. But after he had proposed to offer Isaac on the altar, the Bible says that Adam became Abraham, uh, Isaac was referred to as the seed. A son will die. A seed will generate. A seed will produce fruits. A seed will last. Now, are you still following me? Yes, yes. Now, without this sort of testing or trial, mm-hmm. a man cannot find his place with God. It will be difficult for God to trust such a man mm-hmm. 
and to commit into his hands great responsibilities that will continue to resound in the halls of time. Yes. No man ever amounted to anything with God until God had examined him thoroughly and established his unwavering loyalty. Yes. So in a way, we can call this a test of do you love me more than these? Mm -hmm. exactly. As he was asking Peter. Peter exactly. Now, the other dimension of the testing is when God allows the devil to tempt us with evil mm. after due consultation. Mm. Now, that is the real trial. So this one is not just testing about what you like or don't like. Mm. This is the furnace of fire. This is like the word of God, which is the silver purified in the furnace seven times. Seven times. This is like Joseph, mm. who was tried by the word of God until his word finally came mm. from slavery to imprisonment to the palace. You see the escalation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of God's watchful love over the life of a man yes. that he wishes to trust. Mm. So we see this good example in the life of Job. God gave a testimony about Job in Job chapter 1 yes. that there was no man like him in all this earth. This sort of testing is based essentially on a consolidation of trials and tribulations. Mm. It is not based on the principle of pleasure or what you like, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, but rather the principle of reactionary rebellion. Mm. What do I mean by that? You rebel because God has not pleased you. Now God wants to search your heart. Will you be like a soul who cannot wait for the last minute of the seventh day and the devil will sponsor into his heart, disobey, and nothing will come out of it. Mm. So as it were, the devil brings pain and action to entice us to consider God as uncaring, mm. unkind, mm. and unreachable. Oh, you should have read Job exactly. from chapter 1 to chapter 42. Exactly. There were times in the experience of Job, Mm. that he perceived God as completely unreachable. Exactly. I mean, as if God had visited upon him the kind of tribulation that was too much for him to bear. Mm. It did not instruct him to even hear that Job's wife, who must have been a godly woman in her own right, came to a point when her faith was broken, her trust was shattered, and all hope was gone. And she said to her husband, you know what? Cause God and die. Mm. Now, you find out that the devil then invites us to see that God is no longer committed to us. And we are free to rescind our loyalty which we had pledged to him. Oh, yes. In this type of trial, a man goes through the crucible of intense fire mm. to come forth shining as gold or completely consumed and lost because he was found unworthy.
This is the test of do you love me in spite of this? And the dimension of testing is intended to achieve a lot of virtues in us. Mm. And we see all of that in Romans chapter 5 and a few other scriptures that we have read. Mm. The final type of testing is the temptation that we know that Jesus was saying to us, deliver us from evil. You know, when I say the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. I, I say, lead us not into temptation. Yes. Like what Job went into. For it was God who created the scenario that eventually pushed Job into temptation. Mm-hmm. Because until God had uh, tried to show Job off, yes. the devil did not pay particular attention to the gentleman. Absolutely. was God who said, I'm so Jacob. <laughs> yeah, then I pray, no, please, just don't lead me to temptation. Exactly. But deliver me from evil. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? Deliverance from evil refers to that situation in which I myself, at the way decided to willfully engage with the devil and compromise myself with him. So what can only happen there is not a living, it's a deliverance. I have lawfully mm. a compromised my own spiritual state. So I need a power greater than myself to rescue me. So that aspect of temptation is one that is orchestrated by the devil without a prior consultation with God. Now that is not to say God does not know or is not aware. Mm-hmm. But this one is a direct assault of the enemy. A practical demonstration of the unwavering disobedience of the devil to the standards of the Almighty God. Now this is similar to what occurred in Eden mm-hmm. and what occurred in the wilderness after the baptism of Jesus. Again, what happened in Genesis chapter 3 is a clear example that is comparable with what happened in Matthew chapter 4. The two of them are underpinned by the lust of the eye, Mm. the lust of the flesh, Mm. and the pride of life. life. Now, let us not imagine that God does not know about it. He does, and he plays his part by making the way of escape Mm. clear to us. So where a man falls into sin and enters into evil, Mm. it was not because God could not have saved him, but he denied his own salvation and ignored the door of escape. This is an assault of the enemy. It is not an organized examination. It is not a trial or tribulation. It must be clear to us that the strategy of the devil has always been the same. Mm. From Eden to Revelation, he isolates us physically and emotionally Mm. and entitles us to sin against God Mm. in this kind of temptation. 
the key component is seduction. Seduction. Based on what Jesus pleasure. This is the test of do you love me as well as this? Mm. Do you love me in addition to this? Do you love me and these as well? Mm. Because those other things opposed to the standards of God are the things on offer by Satan the devil. So to, to conclude, there are three forms of testing mm. or three forms of temptation. There is the testing which is God organizing your circumstances to test the veracity of your life's claims, mm. to test your credibility, to determine if he can trust you. The second form of testing is trial and tribulation. When you must pass through fire to come forth shining as gold, as gold. that by the working of tribulation, Virtues will be produced mag, uh, maximally, maximally in your life so that you learn the virtue of patience, which has the character of giving you experience, mm. which has the character of producing hope in you. And the capacity of hope is that it helps you never to be ashamed, never to be suicidal. Never to forget that God is at work in you and you are not the one working in yourself. Mm-hmm. And other virtues like that. And the final one is the temptation with evil when the devil comes and plagues upon your strong desire. And at that time, it is important for a man to realize that the fundamental principle is your strong desire that the older versions refer to as lost. When the devil has managed to corner your lost, mm. the Bible says that lost will become fully grown mm. and it will become, I mean, when it is conceived, it will become sin. Exactly. And when sin has run its full course, mm. it will lead to death. For indeed, the Bible says in Ezekiel 18, and that standard has not been vacated, that the soul that spinned shall die. And from practical experience, we see that when we commit sin, something really dies in us. Something disconnects in us. Mm. Our spiritual state becomes compromised. Yes. And until we repent, we are going nowhere with God. So to, to give us a saying, the first sort of testing, which is to prove us, demands from us the strength of the spirit to be able to write the examination. For us to rely on the Holy Spirit for us to stay the course. Mm-hmm. The second trial and temptation calls upon us to rely on the strength of the Holy Spirit so that we can endure to the end and be saved. The last one, which is the temptation from evil, does not call for strength as much as it calls for repentance. Mm. So you are not staying the course. No, 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 you are abandoning that ship exactly. and repenting of your sin. Mm. 
if we understand these three and the divine expectation as to how we ought to conduct ourselves under those ourselves mm-hmm. under those specific circumstances, mm-hmm. then we shall enter into victory. Whether it be testing, trial, or temptation. Or temptations. I pray that the Lord will help us. Amen. And grant us grace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you, dog. God bless you, dog. Great, great, great one. Uh, there's, there's a question here about the role of spiritual disciplines, you know, in 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 guarding ourselves against um, temptations, trials, and even testing. So the question is: spiritual disciplines uh, are, uh, can they be cultivated uh, to prepare for all these three, or uh, just against temptations? Oh my God! <laughs> This is a great question mm, because the very essence of spiritual discipline mm. is to prepare us for the three. So it is your discipline exactly. that we have to gather strength in the face of testing. Mm, it's your discipline that we have to generate that strength in the day of trial. Mm. For indeed, we, we read in Proverbs 24. It is if you think in the day of adversity, exactly. then your strength is small. It's small. So it is, it is that discipline of the spiritual life that we prepare us for all of these things. Look at our Lord Jesus. He was reciting from Deuteronomy chapter 8, mm, yeah. verse 3, yeah. where the Bible says God allowed them to suffer hunger so that they will learn that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Now, your Bible study mm. is a cardinal spiritual discipline. I tell people that the, 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 the armor or the, the internal strength with which we face our adversary mm. is faith. In, in John chapter 5, verse 4, the Bible says this is the victory which overcomes the world. Mm. Even our faith. Our faith yes. Now, how does your faith go? It is by the spiritual discipline or Bible study. So I tell my brethren that your faith growing mm. makes you a giant in the faith. Exactly. You are very big. You are huge and tall. Mm. And you have strength. But alas, even the strong man Mm. can be sick yes. can be faint yes. Yes. so you find a giant lying down on his bed dying not because he has no strength but he has lost might mm. now that is the place of prayer exactly. prayer is where a man imparts might into his faith so that giant will never be faint mm. And we see that in Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Like he told them this parable. To the end, that men not always to pray not and not to faint. Not to faint. The, the, the opposite of, of prayer is fainting. So when a man does not pray, he will be, he, he will be fainting in the face of adversity, mm-hmm. no matter how small. No matter how small. Now, what about the discipline? Or spiritual fellowship. I tell, I tell brother, I said, if you have a knife that you are using repeatedly, mm. 
that knife eventually becomes a doll on its edge and it's not quite as sharp as it used to be yeah, exactly but once you keep rubbing that knife against another knife without any significant sharpening or using a file to sharpen it that knife remains sharp ready to cut ready to go the bible says iron sharpness iron and the man sharpens the face of his brother so in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25, the Bible says, Not forsaking the assembly of yourselves, for this is the practice of many, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you look to the day approaching. And I tell brethren, I say beyond the exhortation, mm. which is cardinal to the growth of your faith, and to the imbeciles to pray, what about you so much the more? which is not even described clearly. Oh, there is a lot to gain from fellowship. Yes. But it is a discipline of the spiritual man. Hmm. For sometimes you will stay back at home and wish to watch satellite TV mm -hmm. or enjoy your time on Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, we've already been going to church. Let us relax today and yeah. get you in that. Yeah. No, no, no. Those spiritual disciplines are critical to your deliverance. Hmm. In the book of Judges chapter 18, the Bible tells us about a people in a city called Laish. Mm. The Bible says that on the day that the Danites came to destroy them, they could easily destroy them because they had no business with any man. Exactly. And the closest city that could have rescued them, they were too far from it. Mm. So these spiritual disciplines are critical. And of course, the baptism with the Holy Ghost it's also a spiritual experience which gives us power to be faithful witnesses. They are key to living a victorious Christian life. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for that question. Uh, Delita will send that question. Yes, they are key. They are key to preparing against all these things and to triumphing. Dr. Say a word of prayer as we bring this to a close. And thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful morning. Thank you, Lord. And how we have learned about trials, testing, and temptation. Thank you, Lord. And the way out that we may enjoy victorious Christian living, we ask, O oh God, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, Amen. we shall be energized so that we will never faint in the face of trial, temptation, or testing. Amen. The Bible says, it is not by power, neither by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. Mm. As we continue in Bible study, in prayers, and in faithful Christian fellowship, mm. may we grow strong in our spirit. Amen. May we improve in the things that pertain to godliness. Amen. May the power of the Holy Ghost be sufficient for our weaknesses. Amen. That in all things we shall be more than conquerors. Amen. As we go this week and into, and into the weekend, may we be blessed. Amen. May we be helped. Amen. To be lifted in every sense. Amen. Thank you, Father, for answer prayer. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Doc. God bless you, good. Thank you for the opportunity always. God, God bless you. We look forward to having Glory to God. Week. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. God willing. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ.